Vincent's Voice Podcast, brought to you by your friends at First City Church of Christ. We meet at Holiday Inn Express, located at 2720 Battery Road in Vincent's, Indiana. You are invited to be our guest at any of our services. We meet Sunday morning at 10 for Bible study and 11 for worship. We also assemble on Sunday afternoon at 3 for worship. On Wednesday evening, we gather for Bible study at 7. To contact us, you can visit our website at First City com or call 317-308-8288. On this podcast, our aim is to speak where the Bible speaks, to be silent where the Bible is silent. The Bible says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, unto all good works. So, grab your Bible, some paper and a pen, and join us on this episode of the Vincent's Voice Podcast. Okay, guys, welcome to episode number six of the Vincent's Voice podcast. We're so glad that you have joined us for this period of Bible study. Today, I have with me one of our good members, Greg Burson, and my son, Trey Ping. It's so good to have them with us as we have convened to think about this question, and that is, what is the work of the Lord's Church? I'll remind our listeners that in one of our previous episodes, we discussed the fact that there's only one church according to Ephesians 4 and Ephesians 1. And the question before us, guys, today is, what is the work of that one church of of the Bible? So we're going to briefly cover these things. And, of course, if there are any questions or concerns that you have, we sure would like for you to get in touch with us so we can discuss those things with you um, at some point in the future. Now, over the years... Uh, the work of the Lord's church has been drastically changed by man. And by that I mean if there's some sort of a physical need that man has that the church has seemed to uh, fit into that uh, mold and to try to fix that need. I heard somebody once say that the purpose and the work of the church is to marry the young and bury the dead. And, of course, that's not the work of the Lord's church. And so this episode, we're just going to try to briefly answer that question, what is the work of the Lord's church? So I'm going to throw it over to Trey, and I'm going to ask him, how many different parts, Trey, are there to the work of the Lord's church? Is there more than one facet? Well, yeah, there's more than one facet. And generally speaking, there's, it's a threefold idea. So in Ephesians chapter 4, and verse 12, the Scripture reads, For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry... For the edifying of the body of Christ. And there we find two of the threefold, which is evangelism and edification. But also we have the third part, which is benevolence. Okay, and what is benevolence? It's the ability to give to those who need, and those who are members, those who are having 
problem widows indeed and things such as that okay so, <clears throat> so let's go let's go over there those just for a moment so evangelism is going out to the world and teaching the lost and helping them to be saved and that's you know we see that in the great commission in matthew 28 uh, and mark 16 edification is greg is is what basically it's to build up the existing members of the local body okay yeah to build up those who have become members right and we learn from Acts 20 and 32 that the, the, the proper and really the only source of building up is the Word of God. That, that's able to build us up. And so as we study, we get built up. And then Trey covered the fact that there's a limited benevolence uh, to the members of the Lord's church. We see examples of that in Acts 11, Romans 15, and, and a couple of other spots where members of the church took up a collection to help members of another church in another area um, that was experiencing some sort of a drought, we'll say, or some sort of a natural catastrophe. All right, so evangelism, edification, and benevolence uh, are the three parts of the work of the Lord's church. Now, since we're talking about these different parts of the work of the Lord's church, obviously this is going, Greg, to involve some money, isn't it? It is. So why don't you... Uh, take us through how um, all of this is done or financed. The work of the Lord's Church is financed by free will offerings, and those offerings are taken up on the first day of the week. We can see that over in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 through 2. It says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. So from this verse, we can see that um, it's on the first day of the week that these collections need to be taken up. We also can see over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, um, it gives some instructions on how we are to give. It says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. We're not told an amount. We're not told a percentage. We're told an attitude on how we need to give. Okay, so the money that's raised then on the first day of the week is the money that we, that's used to conduct those three parts of that work, whether it's evangelistic work, reaching out to those who are lost or building up those who are already saints, uh, or helping those who we might refer to as needy saints. That's how all those uh, are financed on a free will offering on the first day of the week. So that's why you won't ever see us taking up a collection on Wednesday night because that's not the first day of the week. Nor are we going to be involved in garage sales or rummage sales or bingo games or any other endeavor uh, to raise money because we see the only way to do that according to God's word is by free will offering on the first day of the week. So uh, good job on that, Greg. Now, something I think we need to point out about the work of the Lord or something else is that it's different than the work of the individual. Some teach... And some people say that whatever the individual can do, the Lord's church can do. 
And I don't know if you guys have heard that or our listeners have heard that at some point over the years. So let me repeat that. Some people teach that what the individual can do, the Lord's church can do. And I hope that everybody understands this is this simply is not true. There's some things that I can do individually that the Lord's church cannot do. And we'll point out a couple of those in 1 Timothy 5 in verse number 16. This is at the end, by the way, of a passage that begins in verse 3 of 1 Timothy chapter 5, talking about widows versus widows indeed. And at the very end of that passage, it says in verse 16, let not the church be charged. There's, that's a very important phrase. That means that there's some things the church is charged with and that there are some things that it is not charged with and it falls into the individual realm. Now, I think another good place to point out that there's a difference between the individual's work and the church's work is with regard to uh, the care of uh, widows, but orphans especially. Now, if you turn your Bibles and read with us in James 1, 26 and 27, it says, If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Now, the idea of visit here is to care for uh, in verse 27. Well, what I want our listeners to notice are all the words that are con uh, connected to the individual. If any man, it says in verse 26, bridles not his tongue, talks about his own heart. Or this man's religion, and that a man's responsibility is to keep himself unspotted from the world. So in James 1, 26 and 27 then, we see that the care of, of orphans is, falls into the individual realm. That's my responsibility, Larry's responsibility, Greg's responsibility, Trey's responsibility, our listeners' individual responsibility. And so hopefully we can see that there is a difference between the work of the church and the work of the individual. And there, frankly, there's a lot of religious folks who need to understand the difference between um, those two. Okay, we want to think about a couple of other things when it comes to the work of the Lord's church. And we're going to go back to Trey, and he's going to talk about something else. Yeah, I want to talk about the work of the Lord's is local in nature. Now, a good place to kind of look at this is in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. And the scripture reads from there, The elders who are among you I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those who are entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Now, the main idea I want to take from this is elders are overseers of the church. They're in charge of making sure the church has the evangelism that it needs. It has the edification that it needs, and they take care of where the benevolence happens. Now, in the verse, there's a part that I kind of emphasize, which is verse 2, where it says, Shepherd the flock of God which is among you. The elders were to shepherd the flock which was among them, not the church that was over here or over there, but the church that was among them. Another way we can kind of point that out is in Acts chapter 14, verse 23, talks about how they appointed elders in every church. Now, why would they do that if they didn't 
if the church, his work was not local. Well, they did because it was local, because there needs to be elders in each church that are getting their specific needs and their specific work done. And also in Philippians chapter 1, verse 1, Paul says, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. So we see here there's the church and all the three parts of the church, which is the saints, the deacons, and the bishops. And they all have their specific jobs, and they're all working to get the work done. But it's all the church in Philippi. It wasn't to every church, but the work at Philippi, and they wanted to make sure that that work was being accomplished as it should be locally. Okay, very good. So if somebody were to ask us, where are the national headquarters of the Church of Christ? Are there any national headquarters, Greg? No. No, neither is there, by the way, neither is there any international headquarters of the Church of Christ. Now, do we have a headquarters? We do. We do. And where is our headquarters? It's in heaven. Okay. It's, he- it's in heaven. Uh, a company's headquarter, by the way, is wherever its head is at. Uh, the head of the church, of course, is Christ, and he's in heaven. And so our headquarters um, are in heaven because that's where our head is at. So there's no national organization or international organization of the Lord's church. It's all local uh, in nature. Now, one exercise we want to go through here kind of briskly as we finish up answering this question of what is the work of the Lord's church is to notice some of the things that the work of the Lord's church is not. Some, sometimes by weeding out things that it's not, it, it kind of sharpens the picture of what it really is. So let's just kind of uh, go through these kind of like quick bullet points. The Lord's church is not involved in providing physical meals. Uh, if you were able to see through uh, the computer screen or your phone at me, you would know I'm not, I'm not against eating. I like to eat. I like to have physical meals. It's necessary. But that's not part of the work of the Lord's church. And uh, one place to notice that is in 1 Corinthians 11 where uh, Paul is getting after, we'll say, the Corinthians because they were turning the Lord's Supper into a common meal. Uh, and it should be a spiritual meal. And twice he told them that if any, man, if any man's hungry, if, he, if he's physically hungry, He's to go in and eat at home. You can see that in 1 Corinthians 11, 22, and 34. So the Lord's church is not involved in providing physical meals. Greg, what else? We also see that the church is not in the business of providing recreational activities. We can see that if we would turn over to Romans chapter 14 and verse 17. It reads, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We can see here that these two physical items of eating and drinking represent the physical nature that we're not involved in, and that would include any recreational activities such as we don't have a basketball team, we don't have a softball team, we're not in any leagues, because our purpose, what we want to draw people in with, is the gospel of Christ. And there again, I might point out, we're not against basketball or softball or anything else that you may have said we we i think all three of us enjoy uh those activities but we also understand that when it comes to the lord's church it's not up to us what we're to be involved in it's up to the word of god okay trey what else is the lord's church not another thing that the work of the lord's church is not is it's not providing secular education like math and things like that because it's not 
needed. It's not a bad thing, but it's not needed. What's more important is to learn the spiritual things. So far, what we've learned what the church is not, which is not physical meals, it's not recreational activities. Those are both physical things for the physical body, and that's not really what we need, but what we need is spiritual education, which is more important. That's why we don't provide that, because it's not necessary. We know that because First uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, talks about how Paul was going to write to them, how they conduct themselves in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and the ground of the truth. It's the pillar and the ground of the truth, which is the Bible and not all these math books and history books and things such as that. Okay, so... Once again, I feel compelled to point out we're not against secular education either. We, you know, my wife and I, we try to teach our kids math and you know and those other subjects that Trey brought up. But the Lord's Church is involved in spreading the truth. Uh, and the last thing we want to point out is that the Lord's Church is not involved. The work of the Lord's Church is not involved in government or political affairs. We, you know, we're not going to endorse a particular candidate or tell every member who to vote for or not to vote for. The Lord's Church is not in, involved um, in those sorts of affairs. And the only verse I'm going to point out is John 18, verse 36. Jesus plainly said, my kingdom is not of this world. Okay, It's a spiritual kingdom. It's not a physical kingdom. So we're not involved in government or political affairs. And so the Lord's Church simply is involved in, in spreading the truth, isn't it? Helping members, uh, helping folks to become members of the Lord's body, helping them to stay members of the Lord's body, and if the time comes where they need some benevolent help, that we can do that as well through those free will offerings that we mentioned a few moments ago. And so that's going to bring to conclusion of uh, this particular episode about what is the work of the Lord's church. The Lord's church is very important, and you know we can piece together the fact that. He shed his blood for the purchase of the church, Acts 20 and verse 28. And this is all part of God's plan according to Acts 2 and verse 23. And so all, all those facts indicate that the Lord's church and its work are very important. So we need to be sticking to those things that are authorized and leaving off the rest. And so once again, we thank you for joining us for episode number six of the Vincent's Voice podcast podcast. As always, if you have questions about the things you hear, we want you to get in contact with us. Uh, we would love to be able to uh, sit down and study the Word of God with you at any time about this subject or about any other subject. And while we're saying that, if you have a particular topic you'd like for us to cover, please get in touch with us and we'll do our best to cover that. Once again, thank you for joining us. We hope you'll do so once again in the future. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Vincent's Voice Podcast. Ensure you receive the most up-to-date episodes. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. If you have any questions or would like to suggest a topic for future episodes, you can contact us at firstcitychristchrist.com or by calling 317-308-8288. If you are in the Vincent's Indiana area, we hope you will visit with us at First City Church of Christ. We meet on Sundays at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and 3 p.m., and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We hope this episode has been beneficial to you and has brought glory to God. Always remember, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3 and verse 17. Until next time, may God be with you and bless you in all the good you do. Goodbye.
Jesus, my Jesus.